welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That would make me Mike, or or maybe that would make me Jackie Elizabeth. No, it wouldn't, because Jackie, that's not true, because Jackie Elizabeth's here with us tonight. So am I. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe we are both seen and heard at the same time. I, I don't I am Jackie Elizabeth, like with lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This wasn't an editing trick. This is a real person we have on the show tonight. <sighs> have we ever done an editing trick to make somebody there? No, but we did talk mm. about doing an episode of text to speech where <laughs> like that guy. It would be it would be maddening. It would be maddening. It would we be haven't horrible. heard from Kevin. Are we gonna hear from Kevin tonight? Uh, we're not going to hear from Kevin tonight because the last time I tried to push video or uh, uh, media into the podcast, it broke. As you'll recall with the last episode miss, of Leroy. I miss Kevin. I miss Kevin too. and I'm sorry we can't still have him in episodes. I could always edit it into episodes. We're going to have to figure out a way to do that. But yeah. Uh, the current when I say setup, we, I mean like, you know, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% satisfied with our setup as it currently stands. I have to say it, it could stand to improve. But for the, the for what it accomplishes and the fact that I can have pretty much anyone guest on the show anytime we want, mm-hmm. it solves that problem for me nicely and records their audio without expecting them to install software on their machine. Like, no, no, no. Uh, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, like, hey, I, I need you. I need I. The way we used to do it, Jackie, is we had everyone record their own audio and then upload it to Google Drive. It was a pain in the fucking ass. We all hop on Skype, and then you would have to use. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the program now. My brain just went blank. The one that you went that I used. Uh, Audacity. Yeah, Audacity. Oh, yes. Good that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it yeah. sucked. It was. It was terrible. <laughs> I had to sit the one time because we lost the entirety of my side of the episode and I had to sit and piece it together manually like 30 second clips manual. (laughs) It was ridiculous. It's a testament to your patience and your ability to learn software on the fly. That is what I will say. It was definitely (laughs) a testament to my patience. That is for certain because uh, that's not usually in my wheelhouse. So was, we didn't. We didn't. I mean, we didn't come on here to talk about this. No, not at all. In fact, I think the thing that spawned all of this was a conversation you and I had about food, Jackie. And uh, you had said that you find food aversions to be interesting. Yeah, I, I find them to be incredibly interesting. Like, um, you know, especially in the United States, it seems like persons mostly who grew up here, uh, not with immigrant parents are really averse to things like awful, you know, tripe, liver, kidneys, things like mm-hmm. that. Scrapple. Yeah. And, and, and it seems like either it's either because they've had horrible versions of them or uh, they're just averse to the idea of them. Like, you know, oh, I don't want to eat something that poop has been in or whatever. Sure. Sure. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, because they obviously don't clean it. It's you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not you know rinsed out. I mean, I, I have had awful versions of awful. Uh, you know, when it's not prepared correctly, it can be a nightmare. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I'm really into, especially crispy trite. You know, in a taco, it's 
it's just one of the most incredible things I can think of. And when I hear people being like, oh, I would never eat that. Like, well, would you just try it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how often is it that you find that someone will say like, oh, that's disgusting. And when you actually like push them to, to see, they, they usually haven't tried it. Like, well, how do you know it's disgusting? Well, it looks disgusting. It's which is childish logic. It's like the ch- it's like a four year old reasoning why they shouldn't eat their peas. Oh, they're disgusting. Yeah. That's not like people. How do you know you haven't eaten them? Well, I know they're disgusting because they look disgusting. I don't want them. Yeah, well, of the, the people that would say to me about sausage and and scrapple, one of our uh, you know delicacies uh, from the Pennsylvania area. I know that it's in other places too, but that uh you know oh that has things in there that you wouldn't want to eat and i'm like i haven't run into anything yet that i couldn't uh you know describe or identify in my scrapple and if it truly is made of lips and assholes then they're the tastiest lips and assholes i've ever eaten listen go ahead (laughs) oh uh yeah i mean the funniest thing about this to me is that nearly all americans will eat a hot dog right right yeah it's it's how it's dressed it's all how it's dressed hot dogs have personality hot dogs are an american foundation they're almost an institution baseball hot dogs apple pie and well they say chevrolet (laughs) but uh i say ford so you know (laughs) but yeah yeah they're they're an institution there it's just and and really all it is is it's just good marketing it just comes right down as a hot dog to better marketing than tripe does. <laughs> well, I, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I've, I never, uh, I've never been tempted to eat, uh, go out to the ballpark and get myself a ballpark tripe. Yeah, you know? yeah. But if Arnold Schwarzenegger had come on in the 80s, be like, ah, yes, I like my tripe. <laughs> you know, people would be all about the tripe now. It'd be like, yeah, man, it's, I it's remember. possible. You know, yeah, if McDonald's so. McTripe came out, you know, people would be eating it. Say that again. Have you ever had chorizo? Uh, yeah. Chorizo. Yeah. Do you like yeah, it? I think it? I have. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Do you know what it's made from? It doesn't matter. It's delicious. Something edible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's salival glands and lymphatic tissue. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Knew that they would still eat it, but they're still not willing to. As yeah, long yeah. as it's not abjectly raw, I will try just about anything. My Texture thing is, is a thing for me. Texture yeah. is a big thing for me. That's but, the thing that stops me from eating brain and tongue is and eyeballs because I'm like afraid the texture for me is going to be something that's gross. And that that's my that's one of my aversions. I saw a video where there was a kid. And he was like, his dad was cooking up something with a pig and there was a head. And he's like, oh, dad, can I have the eyeball? And he took the eyeball and like slurped out the insides and chewed it down. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that was repulsive. But how do I know that's not fucking delicious? Well, it's very visceral because ultimately I think what it does, and I think that's where the layer of discomfort comes from for a lot of us, at least for me, is that it removes the whole consumer aspect and makes us more an active participant in the animal's demise, which is something I think that Westerners are very uncomfortable with. The source of our meat, the source of the fact, the fact, the objective fact that these animals suffer so that we can eat them. 
I mean, you know, you can't deny that whether you're um, a, a on the sleeve vegan or a proud carnivore, you have to admit that animals get the raw deal in this country and most of the world in terms of mass production of food stocks. Yeah. I mean, I even, totally agree. Yeah. Even even my my two bulls that I have out there, I mean, they're living in the lap of luxury right now, but uh, they're eventually going to get some pain. But but yours yours is a much more humane way than you yeah, know a mass farm production yeah you oh, know yeah. something like that where it's an abattoir you know you know what I mean I like can, I can recall a friend of mine years ago that worked at a chicken farm and just told me the horror stories like oh if chicken will get its leg caught in the fence we just rip the chicken's leg off and uh, you know if it lived it lived it died it died and I'm like that's horrific I'm like, good lord yeah. yeah that's horrific what did that chicken do to you. Yeah. I'm not a uh, you know uh, tree hugging uh, PETA member or anything like that. You know, I, I say that I say that tongue in cheek because I don't, <laughs> I don't really. I mean, I do have something against uh, some of PETA's methods. Oh, so do I. I think you know deep down inside the basic uh, desire for animals to have humane living conditions and everything, even if they are going to become our food, makes sense to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, 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 I even, I mean, I love meat and I find that kind of stuff repulsive. I could never watch a video at a beef slaughterhouse or for chickens or anything like that because it would, it would, uh, it would hurt me to watch that and know that I was eating that, which I guess is just willful ignorance on my part. But I don't know where I I was going with that. I can hear your kittens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you hear, and, and, they're, yeah. and they're a good distance away from me right now they just happen to be very loud they're very needy they're like hey 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 are hey, you recording hey, a podcast yeah don't you forget to <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah i i really i mean i i i i think i have a revulsion to the way uh animals are treated in factory farms in this country um yeah. i uh when i live Back in Kentucky, I'm in Oregon now. Uh, I definitely tried to hunt as much of my meat as possible because I feel like, you know, it's free range, deer are overpopulated, so you're making an effort toward conservation mm-hmm. by uh, taking meat from the earth and, you know, not supporting that industry as much. But I am also guilty of, you know, just eating a hamburger and ignoring it. Yeah. I think when you hunt, you have a relationship with your food that most people are missing from their lives. Yeah, sometimes I'll take and I'll uh, I'll tie a string to a cheeseburger and let the dog drag it around so that I feel like I had to chase my food down and actually, you know, I have a different I have a different relationship with it. <laughs> that's that's totally not true. <laughs> I, just, I, I felt like I needed to add that in there because yeah, I. Uh, I, uh, I I went do any. I know. went a little. I went a little Joe Rogan on us. I think uh, it was my problem. I started okay. saying, like, "It's like you guys need to eat elk, man." Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, I have had elk, and and uh, and uh, I've eaten ostrich before. That's that's an interesting. Ostrich is very one. tasty. Yeah, <laughs> ostrich burger. Uh, Joe Rogan's uh, gone on hunts with Stephen Ranella, who is one of the bigger proponents of you know earth the table and i i just i don't know how i feel about joe rogan but i think it's cool that that he cares about 
that sort of thing. I, I know how Tom feels about Joe Rogan. He fucking loves the guy, even though I, he tells us he has a tenuous relationship. He I, brings his <laughs> ass up every fucking week. <laughs> I think I don't think there are many people who do know quite how to take Joe Rogan who are you explain anything, this every week too. I yeah, I do. Unless <laughs> unless they're like a 20 or 20 something alpha bro. Like then their relationship with him is solidified. It's like, yeah, man, I'll do anything he says. I'll get in a sauna and cook to 370 degrees for 50 minutes. That's great. Joe can do it. I can do it. I'm not so pussy. <laughs> you get a tattoo in an isolation chamber <laughs> of Joe Rogan's face <laughs> oh my on God. my face. <laughs> <laughs> yep good old alpha males oh yeah. boy that's, yeah. that's a whole that's a whole other conversation again because nothing is this alpha like getting another man's alpha man's face tattooed on you to show your allegiance or having to have that alpha male tell you how to be an alpha male i think that's the other kind of um uh uh can't think of what i'm trying to say here you know, messed up uh, direction that that takes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to dwell on Joe Rogan because that show, like I have a, like I said, you know, as much as you make fun, I do have a tenuous relationship with it. Yeah. Partially because a lot of what he says is really smart and he'll, he'll uh, flatly admit <clears throat> that he's not smart himself, but me rather memorizes what other smart people have said, which I respect that he can admit that because a lot of people aren't prepared to admit that. A lot of people yeah. are like, look how smart I am. Aren't I important? And <laughs> I always try to remind myself, like, I, I didn't pick how smart I was. That's a genetic trait. I didn't, I didn't pick this. I picked yeah, what language, I picked what what things I did with it, and I'll tell you what I didn't do much with it. I'm, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons. If you'd like to know more about that, I'd be happy to tell you about Fallout. You know, and it's why are you running that podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would uh, you know? that would be fun. Yeah, we could. It could be like the old days. You could be trying to explain uh, D and D to me, sitting at your parents' dining room table, and uh, <laughs> I and could you be like, I don't named, get a fucking bit of this. And you named your character after a dildo that you found in the fucking Mr. Satisfier, uh, right? Yeah. He, it's like yep. a dildo you found in the catalog. We we those catalogs we got for signing up for all that bullshit. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, you'd have the old porno mags, and you could like sign up for like mailing lists, and you'd get all these catalogs, and they just had the and gnarliest. There was a bunch of hot pictures in the back of them, and those like giant yeah. advertisements. And I still, to this day, am searching for the porn. amazing pud, and I still have not found him. Yeah, yeah, the amazing pud was this I guy just... that had this mountain of flesh around his cock. It was like a pyramid. 
and we oh never God. yeah we yeah. never figured out if it was like a legitimate thing or if it was some sort of stunt cock or what the fuck it was but i suspected this time it was the uh product of a lot of pumping or a silicone injection of some sort but possibly it was still repulsive and i'd like to share it with somebody else just like uh i bought a i bought a jugs magazine many years ago in like this value pack it was like there was a uh oh, like the an value packs. Yeah, it was like a value pack. Like there were Swingers magazines and like some some like low rent you know porno in there. Like like Jugs magazine was supposed to be for aficionados of breasts. And this woman's name was Pendulosa, and it looked like she had two fucking Louisville Sluggers hanging off of her chest. <laughs> they were like tube socks with tennis balls in them. And I've never been able to find that to to show somebody and be like, see, I told you that's what it looked like, because nobody can nobody can visualize that. You guys both got real quiet. <laughs> it got quiet because we're like trying to picture it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I make sure. I, you know. Give us time for visualization. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't step over a line there. No. You know, talking about Pendulosa in case there was a closet fan club member in here. It was. You know, you, you know uh, from the description, it sounds like she might be my soulmate. So. She was uh, she was a uh, a not quite a not quite BBW maybe slightly smaller than that but I mean just the most ridiculous breasts I've ever seen in my life that weren't you know ridiculous like hey those look like clown balloons you know more like <laughs> the shape of those is something else I don't even know what to say. You know, you could lay those things out on a table and titty fuck 15 people. That's what they were like, you know. You want those. I know you want those. No (laughs) shame. No shame. I mean, hey, hey, tits are tits, man. You know what I'm saying? Everyone likes tits. I think everyone, I think it's just a universal thing. Everyone likes tits or they're lying. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, tits are awesome. It's just like that whole, awesome. you know. They're just comforting. They're nice. 75% of people masturbate and the other 25% lie about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same kind of a thing. I mean, it's not a comfortable thing thinking about your grandma rubbing one out, but she did it. She did it. Just saying. Thanks, yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah you you are both quite welcome i fortunately cannot visualize that right now because i'm thinking about other stuff because <laughs> i knew it was coming oh hi that's um <laughs> that's a kind of special sort of sociopathic ability that you have well you know i'm very proud of you i thought for about your ability it before, so i don't really need to think about it uh, it's <laughs> During during one of your masturbatory sessions. New. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna roll it back here uh, and talk about the food version since we kind of cut it off there and got off onto a tangent about Tom's man crush, and um, so <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just I was just going to add in that uh for me yes texture is a big thing like i was saying with some of the stranger things now i've had liver and i think it's i think it's good i think it's it's fucking delicious and um there's other things like tongue and stuff like that i don't know like for me at this point in my life it, it kind of even still grosses me out a little bit thinking about texture but um texture 
We've already discussed that. And for me, it's spices because I have a lot of issues with with spicy food. Although I do eat spicy food, I know what I am capable of handling. Like, for example, Tom has been trying to get me to try Indian food for a long time, and I am very fearful of curry. That's because, because you've never I've tried heard it. that it's very hot. It, it, it can it be. No, the, the United the versions of it that we have in the United States can be ordered very mild. It's just it, it contains a lot of spices, but not a lot of chili usually. Yeah, hmm. it depends uh, on what you're getting. Hot though, typically. Oh yeah, if you go in there and you're a regular and you're not just some shithead that just walks in there for the first time and you say, "Hey," so if I walk it? in there for the first time, I'm automatically a shithead. Just listen. <laughs> You're right. I'm just don't saying. take offense immediately. <laughs> you called me a shithead. Take it personally immediately. <laughs> You're talking to me. Yes, I am. So if you walk in there and they know you and they're like, hey, you know, I've ordered it really spiced before. Can you hook me up with the way you guys do it over there? They'll do it. But if you're like first time and you walk in there like, make it like you make it, they're going to be like, this guy's a dickhead and they're going to give you shit. <laughs> Uh, they they don't usually trust you if you're white in indian restaurants right to order food as hot as uh i i think don't quote me well i'm being quoted (laughs) yeah i'm already quoting you this is attributed to you oh my god oh my god (laughs) i'm going into the spiral of anxiety right now no uh but yeah typically my experience with indian restaurants in the united states is that you can't get food hot enough if you want it really hot so i wouldn't worry about it (laughs) unless you know the owner mike sometimes i order it like indian hot like as an option it has indian hot and it comes to me as mild it depends Hmm. on who's cooking it literally depends on who's cooking because some cooks will be like yeah fuck that a dude named tom just yeah, order, so, so, yeah. so do I have to? So do I have to ask for pussy American guy named Mike Hot? Is that is that what that would work out as? No, you just order mild. <laughs> just order this guy's got it. Yeah. This guy's got a sensitive tummy. Here's the know? other thing. Well, here's the thing you need to understand about Indian curry. First of all, all the jokes about you you shitting out your butt you know for five six well, days afterwards i should i shit out my butt all the time i don't know about you yeah, i yeah i misspoke but <laughs> shitting out your guts for like for like okay. five days that's yeah sure if you've never eaten curry before and you go with the really hot stuff you might experience some gi issues i'm gonna give you that but if you're a, a someone who's just trying for the first time you're getting some mild curry you know, some chicken korma or something like that. Something chill, some chicken vindaloo that's not oh, super hot. The vindaloo, you see, I have to try no, that no, 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 because no, you have no. to try the vindaloo. You I'm saying I vindaloo. have to try it because that's yeah. what um oh Dave dude, my Lister. brain just went blank. Yeah, Lister used to always eat. From uh, Red Dwarf, yep. Yep. Well, vindaloo is traditionally a very spicy dish. Uh and that's how I like it. Yeah, but um you might um I don't know if you like cream spinach, which is the thing that we have in the South. Uh, I've like, had it before, yeah. Yeah, well, all right. Well, if you like that, dog paneer is going to blow your mind. It's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's a traditionally mild dish. Like, mm-hmm. If you order it hot, it's likely that the restaurant owners will think you're an idiot because it's a creamy, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a creamy dish with cheese cubes in it. And it's, yeah. it, it's analogous to uh, southern green spinach, and it's delicious. 
it is really really good and then there's panak paneer which is like uh like a kind of cheese uh right isn't that what what it is like well, kind of ch- paneer and sog paneer are two different phrases for describing basically the same thing okay so what's hmm. the difference between the, the palak and the sog i don't know um, okay. i I, I've, I've had them called both at various restaurants, and I, I can't tell the difference. It's probably regional, but I'm not informed enough to be able to tell you that. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I've always been curious. Um, and it's like, it's one of those things where, like, I had a, a coworker who is Pakistani, and she brought in a local dish of hers. I can't remember what it was, but it was like these sweet fried chili kind of like onions. And they, they were almost like onion rings, but they just had this sweet chili flavor to them. And uh, they were really, that really delicious. Good. Yeah, they were phenomenal. And uh, um, I, uh, I I remember talking to her about it and then and just thinking like at a certain point, like I don't want this woman to think of me as the guy who thinks of her as the the Indian cuisine woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't just want to become like this person who's objectifying her for for knowledge of 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 her culture's food. You know, but we didn't have anything else in common. I didn't know what else to talk to her about. And so she would always talk to me about food. And we would talk about whatever I had for lunch. Like I was like, yep, this is um steak. <laughs> yeah, I uh, made on the wasn't, grill. Wasn't wasn't she your coworker? Yeah. I mean, you I couldn't was... talk about the weather or traffic or things oh. that were going on in the office or anything. I didn't. I didn't communicate with her very often because she wasn't on my team. She was on a on a sort of team lateral to mine. So we have like we have like we have like a data entry team or not a data entry team. We have like a data analysis team and then we have an IT team and I'm on the IT team. So I work directly. I'll just talk to anybody about anything. So well, I do that shit all the time. Yeah, I guess I do, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've seen you do it before. Yeah, I talked to some woman at Walmart the other about a week ago because she was pushing her car back and she was getting kind of close to me. And I was like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa no running me over over here. I'll take your license away and ended up having a conversation with a total stranger, which I think I, a lot of people are missing out on doing nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. it's OK to. But I am extremely phobic of people. That's the problem. Like, I will have a conversation with anyone, but if mm-hmm. someone comes up to me and starts having a conversation with me, my immediate response is suspicion. It's sort of like a double standard. Yeah, it sounds that way. Yeah. It sounds like Mike's aversion to spicy food. Yeah. <laughs> it's the double standard. This guy yeah. likes fucking. This guy likes likes buffalo wing flavored stuff and Mexican food that's spicy. But he's not gonna try the Indian food. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's what I think is gonna happen, Mike. We're gonna get you to try Indian food, and you're gonna fucking love it so much that you're gonna become like, like, dude. When's the next time we can go to the bistro? We gotta go to the bistro. We gotta go to the fucking bistro. We gotta go to Kana. It's and it's so gonna be fun. like it is. It is so delicious, and it it is. It's like sushi, where it's like once you've had it, 
you can't wait to try it again. And like sushi, it's a very much a shareable food for people who are especially for people who are new to the that palate because I think it's very beneficial to go into an Indian restaurant with three or four other people. Everyone mm-hmm. orders something new and everyone try a little bit of everyone's. Right. Um, I mean, a curry is so good that it became the national dish of the United Kingdom. Like, right. <laughs> because I'm not going to say that. <laughs> These these are people that drink their beer warm though, so I don't you know. Yeah, no. It, well, I was just going to say because most food in the UK sucks, and <laughs> it's really good. Soggy fish and chips. <laughs> oh, fish and chips is great, but um, no, that was I it was a horrible generalization I just made. Yeah, well, I I made like four sweeping ones in the past five seconds. So. All food aversions aside, we have a burning, a burning topic that was specific that we were going to bring up with you. Oh, no. I don't know if Tom prepared you for this or not. Oh God! We're going to talk I'm about. Scared. We're going to talk about fucking hot pockets. Oh my God! <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> I say, fucking delicious. Not necessarily good for you, but guaranteeing to burn the roof of your mouth and for you to be burping it and tasting it for hours after you eat it. How are those I, positives? How are those good things? Because, man, if I enjoyed it, I... What the fuck I, is wrong with you? If, if I enjoyed it, I don't mind burping and tasting it. It's cool. You know? <laughs> You're a burp saver. Oh yeah, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Bring that back. Mm. I mean, I do love any food that will burn the roof of my mouth. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm an impatient eater, so I'm one of those people that, uh, even though it takes me forever to finish something, I got to get right into that shit while it's still hot. <laughs> but Tom, Tom completely, completely hates hot pockets. He tells me so all the time. I I am I like, like some sort. Of, oh, sorry. I was gonna say <laughs> it, it is almost. If you were about to say it, almost feels like a personal vendetta. You may be right. No, I, I feel as, say this is uh, this is like a perverted metaphor or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could well be. It could well be. I don't know. I well, just. You know. I feel like hot pockets are such failed potential because to me, a hot pocket was a deviation of something that they used to make in my school lunch. Uh, in my school cafeteria, they made these pita pockets. Just are like you telling pita- me that your school originated hot pockets, Tom? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that were I they hot? got. Yes. Okay. And they were pockets. <laughs> we got that. We got yeah. that. But that doesn't mean that they invented them. It just means that that was my introduction. But it was like real, you know, like chunks of ham and American cheese and this pita. And it was just cooked and it was like wrapped in a foil thing. And it just gave me warm, happy feelings whenever they made them. And it was such a simple meal. And I loved it so much. And today it would be like, eh, whatever. I don't care. Great. You know, like I could make this at home for 50 cents, you know, Indeed whatever you could, you know, but 
at that time, it was like a cornerstone of my idea of what like a Hot Pocket should be. So when Hot Pockets came out, I was thrilled with the idea so much so that I did not as a child notice how sort of repulsive they are and and repugnant and and soul searing i was gonna say don't you dare turn back <laughs> now and be like oh i'm not gonna be quite as uh as gruff about the hot pockets oh, no. as i was before oh, oh, yeah you, no. you you let it all out because there's proof oh, out there oh, oh but there's also other versions made by other companies that are completely different than Hot Pockets. There's ones that are made by Tony's, I think it is, and the crust is completely different, and they have good meat and cheese in them and everything. Maybe right. you just need to expand your Hot Pocket horizons. Those aren't Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets is an official brand. Bro, I they're the same s- fucking thing. No, I no have they're a better. I well, have, yeah, they are better. Exactly. I have a specific beef with Hot Pockets trademark product. <laughs> I bet you don't even eat the other ones. Okay, so this is a company that was using meat, and this isn't, this isn't libel or slander. There was an article about this a few years back where they were using basically the same meat that they use in dog food. Like, it was just really low grade. Hey, and, if it's good enough for my dog, it's good enough for me, you know? Well, your dog, your dog has resistances to bacteria that you're never going to be used to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should stop eating their poop then. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> are you, are you going to eat their poop, Michael? Like maybe. <laughs> That's just weird. It is weird. I think I think you should edit that out. That was gross. No, we're keeping yeah. it in. For posterity, I know. As, as soon as I said it, I knew that you know that's the kiss of death. That's an in, inside uh, joke there. Yeah, that's a long-standing thing with us. If Mike says take that out, or I say I should take that out, it and it's an automatic out. in with the episode, whatever it is we're recording. Um, yeah, the rest of this episode is going to be about scatology. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's, I uh, think it's something about that time. Yeah, it's, it's about that time. Something I do have an aversion to, but uh, um, so so you know, just to break it all down and finish off the segment about hot pockets, I say that they're awesome. Tom says hot pockets brand specifically, he does not like. He has he has a personal beef with them. Correct. And, and and possibly an overly processed beef product beef. Uh definitely overprocessed beef. So so product. Jackie, weigh in here. Final thought. I like food that burns the roof of my mouth. I'm down with that. <laughs> see? I, and you see both of us picked that as a positive, Tom, so it's gotta be good. Two I, out of three ain't bad. But you know, a good slice of pizza does the same damn thing. It does, and it's included in that same, you know, in that same area. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm just saying it's a broad spectrum. It's a broad a nice, spectrum. Eat nice. at 3 a.m. You know, like I have hot pockets in my fridge. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. see, because I They're bought there. them. And you know, it's it's basically stoner food that you can, yeah you just have laying around when you get super oh, yeah. tired. That's that's uh, the part about yeah. it that surprises me the most is that you don't oh. enjoy such a stoner staple. Oh, well, see, no, because you don't know about, first of all, the fucking 
three or four boxes of French toast sticks that I've gotten there. In they're the not freezer. hot pockets. I think I know, I know they're not hot pockets, but I also <laughs> I also have taquitos. Oh, dude, Ooh. I fucking love taquitos. Yeah. You know what I, I have to do with taquitos. them? Sour cream and some salsa oh, or picante. Yeah. Mix them together to make a sauce and then dip them in it. I like, a little, I like a little salsa mixed with a little I will a punch a fucking baby to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't really punch a baby. It's just a joke. Unless that motherfucker's sitting on my taquitos. I like the little salsa mixed in with a little nacho cheese. Um, get yourself a little con queso going on. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I've never really been a big. I've never really been a big nacho cheese fan. I like the the cooling part of the of the uh, sour cream be- and the, and my refrigerated salsa or or picante because then when I'm burning the shit out of my mouth on the taquitos that I was too impatient to wait for them to cool down, you know, it kind of it kind of evens it out. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's kind of like having a buffalo chicken pizza and having a, a blue cheese dipper. Yeah, yeah. ranch. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're coming full circle here. I think my my concern with most people in the United States is that they'll eat shit like hot pockets or which <laughs> I like or like pizza rolls or you know just like these trash frozen taquitos, but they won't eat like a perfectly prepared fucking liver. Right. Right. Touché. Right. Touche. You are correct. Right. That's very true. I like true. the way you you sealed that one up there. That was perfect. Well, if they were to deep fry it, more people would have a would have a go. I'm sure of it. If they were to find a way to deep fry it or to like honey bake it or something like that. If you were to take assholes, dip them in batter, deep fry them, and serve them with powdered sugar. You would run out of assholes before you, you filled up people's you stomachs. Would. Absolutely. That's why I love tripe. I mean, it's, you're basically just taking an intestine, taking all the poop out, cleaning it really well if it's done properly. And then, you know, you either deep fry it or throw it on a grill, put it in a taco, top it with a bunch of shit. You know, mm. it's not actual shit. But <laughs> I mean, you know, it depends on how well you cleaned it. We were already over that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't need to top the poop shoot with more shit but <laughs> could they be stretchy enough that you could tie off the end and fill them with helium and make balloons out of them you definitely could they use them for I don't know why I thought of that it sounds yeah. awesome no I mean that would that would work because uh, traditionally sausages are made with the same stuff yeah it's ground up uh, meat inside of an uh, intestine casing yeah yeah, yeah. And it has a nice snap to it. And that's not even deep fried or anything. It's just mm. good. <laughs> it's got a nice snap uh, to it. I could mm, eat some sausage and fried potatoes right now. Are you guys ready for what I found on the internet this week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. Are you, are you truly ready? First I'm thing's kind of boring. Am I truly That's ready? I, hmm. Yes, you are. Yeah, I think so. Have, have either of you heard about this crazy shit where people are getting mysterious seed packets in the mail from China? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have heard one. <laughs> Did you really Did get you one? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, I can send you a photo. 
<laughs> I need somebody to plant this shit, even though they tell you not to. I need to know what these seeds are. Oh, well, this I is driving me crazy. Let me clarify. I ordered something from Wish two and a half months ago. It was mushroom mycelium. And I got this weird package from Uzbekistan, which looks exactly like this package. So what I'm thinking is that everyone just ordered seeds from Wish, you know, two months ago and forgot about it. Like I did. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the government is, is standing on uh, with the stance that it is some kind of a scam, a brushing scam, if you will. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, but um, it says do not plant seeds from unknown origins. But I don't know what else you do with seeds that you get in the mail that you can't describe. Don't put them with stuff that's important to you. Keep them isolated. But what if this shit's like gonna grow you a fucking beanstalk that a giant with a golden harp and a and a golden egg-laying goose lives? You're gonna miss out on that. That's that okay. That makes a lot of assumptions. <clears throat> that assumes that each seed produces its own beanstalk which produces its own giant with its own golden goose and its own golden no no heart. no no that is maybe bullshit. maybe each seed individually produces a sm smaller stalk that then braids itself in with the other ones to create a much more sturdy stalk for said giant and goose and harp to live on Okay, but did you ever think about that? I no, sure. No, no. You only cared about your opinion, didn't you? No, it's possible, but I'm just <laughs> saying that you still have not considered the fact that then the giant is not just one person's. First of all, we're not really considering the the giant's sanctity of life at all in this argument. We we're completely putting off the fact that the giant has every right. We're invading his domain. Okay. Hey, maybe he needs to keep better. He or she needs to keep uh, a better handle on their seeds. I believe. Which, looking yeah. at the picture on the internet, look like mouse turds in a package. Uh, that's a good. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, don't so Jackie, know. what's what's up with these seeds? Do yours look like? Do yours look like mouse turds in a bag? I haven't opened them yet. Oh uh, well, I, I mean, would encourage you to open them, but I don't want you to do anything dangerous. And then have to you know blame us for it. So it's up to you whether you'd like to open them or not. But I'm very curious what they look like. Well, I mean, I I did order mushroom mycelium like very like specifically from Wish, which I already knew was a risk. I mean, if you order anything from Wish, you should probably be scared. Yeah, I, yeah, I am. But, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've delivered on a couple things. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll probably open them up at some point, and I, I don't know if, if that'll work or. But yeah, I'll plant them. I'll I got. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and I got pot. this uh, USB hub thing, uh, from Wish that has like a pictures of seeds on it. <laughs> a docking, yes, it has a docking bay for uh, like a uh, an SSD drive and then a hard disk drive, and like USB and everything. And and I'm like, how do I know this doesn't have a chip in it that immediately like just hard code sends shit directly to China? You talking about docking and hard disks and stuff? That. You're getting me going over here. What, are you into docking, Mike? Uh, I, I was just—I was just saying, got me going. I, uh, you know, yeah, another reason for you to come out to Portland. You know, see what I mean? I'll give this you sounds... some time, and you know, we can talk docking. All right, and we can talk about it. That sounds cool. I'm down. 
I'm very curious about it. But anyways, that's beside the point. Do you want to do you want to hear about my other two things that I found here? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so these made me laugh uncontrollably. One of them had to do with um, a delivery from Amazon that had a little bit more to it than what the people were expecting. And here the guy comes home and he finds a gigantic shit in his driveway and looks at his home camera and finds that the Amazon driver just inexplicably dropped his pants directly in front of his house and shit in his driveway. Oh. That's a great story, right? Yeah. I mean, not for the guy who had to clean it up, but, you know, no, no, I think no. it's humorous for other people. And I, it just I makes me know. wonder what, like, if there was anything that person had done to warrant someone shitting in his driveway. That is a, that is, that is a great question. And unfortunately, I, I mean, it, it was an older article. I don't think we're going to get an answer to that, which is very unfortunate. The other one had to do with a woman who was jogging through the neighborhood and for some reason was randomly shitting in people's yards. They have pictures of her. A woman confronted her because her children came to her and said, Mommy, there's a strange woman outside pooping in our lawn. She walks out and says, Really? You're going to sit here and shit in my lawn in front of my children and everything? And the woman said, Sorry, and just continued about her business, got up and jogged off. And yet the police still did not find her. There is two fucking pictures. And they still can't find this woman. She apparently, this I don't know how big this neighborhood is, but she goes around randomly at least once a week and poops in different people's yards. And this is like <laughs> a crime spree that the police cannot solve. This is amazing. Wow. This blows my mind. It's well, a good story. Distance, yeah, I, I know that long-distance joggers sometimes uh due to medical reasons that i'm too stoned to explicate right now do you <laughs> have to just stop and like shit on the side of their jogging path like you oh. know if you're running like 15k or whatever no, <laughs> in, in, in urban neighborhoods maybe not so much you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny that along her you know like maybe it was like a 20 kilometer path that's just where it happened to be while she was training, no <laughs> training for and, and, and the best thing is is that is that the, the victims in this situation said there are public restrooms less than a block away from my house <laughs> so this was this was not any random shitting this was okay. this was some kind of a uh of a hate shit this was a vicious <laughs> shitting yeah. this was vicious and maliceful and intentional yeah, this shit was full of malice that's right you don't get to hear about malice shits all that often yeah. today I, you got one i shot i mean repeatedly doing this you think that the cops could just hang around for a day and be like yeah we got her <laughs> Why is this taking so long? I did today. I gotta tell you that. Uh, I, uh, do you remember me telling you that my brother won won a vehicle? Yes, you did Back tell me about in, that. Back in like February, he won a vehicle right before all this shit went down, and we weren't able to travel anywhere. He finally took delivery of that vehicle today. Oh wow! I hate shit at the Toyota dealership that we had to go to pick it up. Like I'm talking when I walked, I was in there crapping. Somebody actually walked in and was like, Oh, and walked out because it was that bad. 
Uh, and when I left, I left the fucking door open. That's oh. right. Those people didn't even do anything to me, but I shit with malice today. But I didn't even know, I didn't even know that was going to come up. I was when I was in the army. We we in basic training. There were certain ranges that we would go to that were notoriously bad for their latrines. And that's what you call the a bathroom in the military, apparently. Yeah, I, I knew that. I didn't need I to be in the military to know that. I don't well, not everyone knows that, and I don't know why that is. Jackie Elizabeth, did you know that? Oh yeah, but I, I came from a military okay. family, so yeah. yeah. Okay. But not okay. everyone knows that. Not everyone in our listenerhood knows that. Our listenerhood. I have like a listenerhood. Who are the people in your listenerhood? I like it. I guess for technically between segments, I don't know. I mean, we could yeah, still talk. Yeah, we are between segments. Uh, what else was on the docket for us here? Um, really, that was it. I had a note for me, which was, did Gumby have anti-communism agenda embedded in it? That is such a random off-the-wall fucking thing. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years, did it? I just watched Gumby recently, too, so this is even better, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Boy, when you really think about it, I think the blockheads the were blockheads, communists. blockheads, right, exactly. They're obviously communists. They were communists. They yes. were They were commie stooges by the, the, by the, by the book. 1950s era America. The only thing they were missing was the sickle and hammer on their heads. That's why they had red heads with yellow fucking symbols on them. It was like letters, but it was as close as they could get to the hammer and sickle without actually coming right out and saying it. Well, I mean, it still had to be palatable for children, right? Right, exactly. But it was always about those those knuckleheads, and it was clearly Russia and China. Those knuckleheads <laughs> bumbling their way through one thing or another every time, and and Gumby with his his rakish good looks and his ability to glide on one foot, with his perky friend Pokey the pup the the pony, and uh, there's there's so many stories behind why his pony was named Pokey that we just probably we don't even have enough we don't have enough time to talk yeah, about it yeah, and then there's Goo. Who is basically a amorphous blob girl that turns into a fucking fighter plane that then Prickle, the, the yellow dinosaur, rides in. This is so awesome. I haven't I, thought about Gumby this deeply in quite a while. Yeah. yeah I had to Google this. <laughs> God. we encourage googling and stuff while you were in the middle of doing this stuff so any, yeah. anything anything you want to bring up you know i've always yeah. got my phone at the ready yeah if you've got something to add to the mix man let's do it but <laughs> i i don't i i'm just trying to process all of this right now it's uh it's a little much <laughs> my childhood tom <laughs> hey no problem man glad to help <laughs> I mean that's that's uh, that's not as as damning as some other things that we can look at for uh, for our childhoods that are just really 
oh, could be God. more traumatizing. Old old Bugs Bunny cartoons, old Tom and Jerry cartoons. I get so upset when I watch cartoons and they edit stuff because okay, some of the stuff being edited, I understand. The 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 racial um um the racial stuff i i i was going to use the word there and went right out of my head but the 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 things that can be deemed as racist i completely understand getting yes. rid of yes but some of the the violence and stuff like that come on man you can't even show a fucking roadrunner and coyote cartoon without violence it's not possible right and that's there, what makes them awesome i i want to go a step further and to say that I think that under certain circumstances, they should be viewable in their original format for educational purposes. There I think people are... should be aware, people from older, younger generations, like my fucking niece, who's Tom, getting 19. louder to me is not going to stop me from talking. All right? I know, but <laughs> there, 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 are, there are collections. There are collections uh, out there that are available that you can get on the internet that do have the unedited okay. cartoons because I, I, not as easy to come by now as they were in the nineties and in the early two thousands, probably when they were starting to really edit the shit. Mm -hmm. And some of these um, people saw the opportunity to, you know, market it as, Oh, these are the unedited. I don't know that there's widely well, available now. I may have some of them because I have a pretty, I have a pretty decent cartoon collection. My feeling on it is simply that that because it's offensive alone is not enough of a reason to get rid of it. It needs to be observed for what it is and understood contextually. It can't. You don't just throw evidence away. Is the I way agree. I look at it. Yeah. No, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. That would that would be like editing um, Huckleberry Finn. Right. Exactly. You know, or something like that. You're you're editing something that is a historical document, essentially, in literature, because you know, for whatever reason. I mean, hiding and whitewashing the past does not uh, doesn't stop it from being there. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I don't. While I don't think we should have, you know, like statues sitting around these things, you know, of these things, like. I think losers don't get statues. Right. It, it's really important to have media of what occurred. I mean, you know, it's no different yeah. than having any other historical documentary because these things did happen and they were going on and they are based in things that are very real. You know, right. people need to understand and never forget. Yeah, I, I just think that some sort of documentation needs to stand. Um, it's, a, it's a simple matter of... Uh, it's one thing to tear down idols. I think that that's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But, <laughs> yeah, to undo idolatry is, is just, I think, a positive thing all Especially around. Especially American idols. Oh, they're the yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, here in Portland, there have been several statues torn down, you know, even including Thomas Jefferson. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the statue at Jefferson High School, which is primarily black, and, you know, they're, they're, he owned uh, something like 230 slaves, and we don't right. need to be idolizing him as a nation, and we don't need to have statues in the around. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that door swings both ways. And that, you know, is something that's very hard to get through people's heads sometimes. Well, uh, because when, when you're having this discussion, because they say our founding fathers, our founding fathers, like they were not infallible. No, they were not. They were human beings and they were products of their time. But things have changed. Yeah. And we can't presuppose what they'd be thinking now. What we have to do is we have to take the spirit of what we believe they meant and move it forward and evolve it. Not just leave it to sit, but to evolve the conversation, to continually grow it towards a more positive outcome and equality and equity. Not just equality, but equity. I was just going to say, I know that the three of us speaking here, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming with you, Jackie, that I want nothing more in this lifetime than to see everybody treated equally, nobody having to feel uncomfortable, um, you know, um, because they were forced to uh, have a picnic or something in front of an idol of somebody who abused there are people in the past, regardless of what the history is on that. And uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I get the gist of what you're saying. And yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think it's, it's really important that we, that we retain our history with documentation, but yeah, we should not be idolizing these people. And also right. like we should, uh yeah and it's just it's it's such an intense conversation i see the brain farts are uh contagious yeah oh they yeah. are they are <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean you know as, as a trans woman like uh having intersectionality with some groups and as someone who's gone out and protested uh during all this like i'm i'm really proud of what certain Americans are doing and how they're waking up right now mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to get behind Black Lives Matter and some more organizations. So, it has uh, been. Uh, that was a bit of a rant. <laughs> oh, it, no, it, it, it has been. It has been refreshing. It has. To see yeah, that, it, has. that it has taken off. And, and like I've said before, if you could take a positive out of the last – you know, six, three six plus months. years. Oh, well, three okay. plus years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and see, I mean, I've said this. I've not said this on here before too. You found out who your neighbors really are, mm-hmm. and it's also lit a fire under a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. To not just stand by and look at this and go, oh well, what can I do? It's always been that way, and it's lit a fire under people to say, no, you know what? It doesn't matter what my sexual orientation of my neighbor is. It doesn't fucking matter what color my, you know, my my daughter's boyfriend is or whatever. It doesn't matter and all that stuff. It's been it's been, you know, heart-wrenching in a good way. I think there's a heart-wrenching can be in a good way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah, you know, sure. to to see people come together with a commonality in 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 the way that they think it's been fantastic. Hello, real talk, man. You know, there yeah. have been in the last month, there have been so many times where I've broken up in, in tears, not just certainly out of the negative things that have happened, 
but also out of some of the positive things that have happened. It's yeah, been like definitely. these moments, these moments where it was like overwhelming to me how good people can be. Absolutely. You forget. You know, and 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 I believe in people. I really, truly do. Yeah, some people suck. And you know what? Those people are loud about it. They're so fucking loud that your brain gets tricked into thinking that's all the people. But it's not. It's really not. Most people are kind of about themselves, I think. But I also think that if you get their attention, they're about doing good. You just have to remind them that they're also personally responsible for that. And that's hard. That's tough. To wake someone up like that is not easy. And I have learned from past experience that when you shine the light of truth in someone's eyes, they will back up into the darkness. Yeah. 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 Did you get stuck there for a second? (laughs) It happens, man. I got I got stuck. I'm I'm having a weirdly cogent night. You all have editing software. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's too late now. That's staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I just and and I'm not quite to the point that you are yet, Tom. I, I I'm trying. I'm not as as bitter and jaded as I probably was um back in february but i'm yeah. still not to the point where i really see good in people because i see so much disgusting behavior in so many people around me when i oh, go out oh, no. and, and and it could just be our area also which i mean we are overwhelmingly in an area that is um not within my belief structure <laughs> Yeah, and uh, not to say that everybody who has a differing opinion to me is is bad. I don't obviously think that, but when you when you tout the worst in in people and and um, are racist and homophobic and and everything else, and when you call our um, esteemed uh, the head of our health department, Doctor Levine, uh, a man, and Richard and stuff like that, instead of using Dr. Levine's name, it it fucking it tears me apart. It makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me oh, want to yeah, they, makes me want to punch people. Yeah, we have a trans um uh director of what is it again? I it's something to do with the Department of Health. I, it's basically yeah. the state version of a Surgeon General, and I can yeah. never remember what the yeah. actual title is. Yeah, she, she's trans, and there are people who intentionally misgender her all the time. And, and and Dr. Levine is Everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's great, man. She's amazing. I think that the way that that our administration in this state have handled things has been has been good, and I see that they're kowtowing a little bit here and there on some stuff, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I guess under the immense pressure and scrutiny that they've been under, there's almost no way you could keep up, you know, the fight as hard as they were. But to to resort to name calling and and misgendering and everything is is fucking childish and disgusting. And there's no place for that. No place for that in civilized um, America, in my opinion. You are who you are. And uh, it's um, it's going to take a number of people a long time to get around to that. Or you know, the ones who refuse to are eventually going to die off. And that yeah. offered me solace. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, Jackie, you live it. You live it every day. Yeah. And I am, uh, I'm, I'm astounded, even though I don't know you too, you know, super well at this point by the strength that it must take for you on some days, if not every day to, you know, to be able to be yourself and to be confident and, and do your thing has got to be, um, you know, there's gotta be some days in there that were, that were absolutely just unbearable. But yeah, you yeah. keep on coming back, which is which is commendable. Heroic, heroic, actually. I know you're. No, it is. I totally mean it that. Is. It is. It is heroic. No, it and is. I, I, I say that of people who have atypical neuro, or who are neuroatypical. I say that of people of, uh, who who uh, suffer from any kind of condition that puts them at odds with society. Anything like that to me, because I'm bipolar, and God, man, I'm a fucking magic box full of shit. I, I can't even begin to describe all my fucking diagnoses. I don't think I have time. But, you know, I feel like people who have those sorts of <clears throat> settings in their life, if you want to call them that, like those preconditions, those preset portions of their psyche that just are what they are, when we're oh. meshed against the society that currently exists, society goes, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with that and tosses it aside. And society's job is to say, wait, no, no, no. Let's bring you back in here and find a place for you. Let's not push you aside or cast you out because you're unusual or because you're not what do we expect or what we have experienced up to this point. Let's, let's, Let's say, hey, well, you know, clearly you have a use. Clearly you have a purpose. And Otherwise, Jack, it wouldn't exist. I, I tend to agree. Can I say something real quick about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that while, yeah, there are a lot of demons out there, um, it's, you know, even for someone like me, even in the South, it's, there are always pockets of persons that you can place yourself around. And I can't say that for everyone, but I've been luck. I've been fortunate enough mm -hmm. to be able to find uh, persons who support me, you know, like, yeah, you know, when everyone else is berating you, I think just having and building communities, if you can, or, you know, like finding persons that care about you or communities finding you is, is a big thing and i i've been lucky enough to have that uh yeah a lot of the time mm -hmm. in my adulthood not so much as a kid yeah but, uh think things are getting better uh albeit not as quickly as i would like but i i think things are uh you know despite what we see with the trump administration and all that shit i i feel like we have no choice but to evolve Change right. right, exactly. I absolutely agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. And you can cut that if you want. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think that's great. We don't, we don't like to drone on about politics and stuff, but yeah. uh, you're, making, you're, making, you're making a very valid point. And right. I was just going to say, I can use the word hero because you have the strength to be yourself and somebody else might see that and you might inspire somebody else to be able to be themselves and to stop suffering in silence. Right. And well, that I, is, that so. is heroic. 
Yeah. Uh, a, a trans person inspired me years ago to do the same. So yeah, there you, you know, go. Yeah. Uh, all I can do is be a living example of you know even still mostly presenting to persons as male. Like I am a trans woman, and um and and I hope you know someone who's on the fence about that, worried about you know what that entails for them, can look at that and in the future, you know, but present how they want or just say, you know, fuck all of you, you know, like I'll do what I want and I'll have their back when they do that. Well, you've yeah. got two supporters here for certain and you know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thank you all. I always, everybody in my house, my kids say y'all a lot too. And so uh, I cut them up about that also because, you know, they're from, well, they're from, they're from hard North and uh, <laughs> there ain't no fucking y'alls up here. <laughs> well, y'all's a, y'all's a gender neutral pronoun. I, I actually, I actually did learn that because um, my son, um, I'm not going to get too in depth on this, obviously, but my son my son identifies as, as non-binary and, um, uh, my daughter, um, identifies as, as bisexual. And, mm-hmm. um, I've learned so much. Yes. I was cutting on them for using the, uh, the y'all and I was going to add in then, but apparently that is, uh, yes, is also a, a pronoun. And I was unaware of that until recently. Yeah. It, it's hard to find a word for a uh, son that's gender neutral, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that uh, is. Yeah. I usually I, use kiddo. I think it's like, it's really interesting how <clears throat> both incredibly open and useful languages, and at the same time, how constrictive it can be. Yeah. Depending on, on, on how, who's using it and who's demanding it, making demands of it. Um, and it's very interesting to see how conservative groups will, and again, here we're getting into a little bit of politics, but I think it's as important to note that, that, that people who will take a more conservative view will tend to take what we're talking about right now and twist it and take the words and sort of reorient them into such a thing as that we're making an attack on good christian values oh and i'm sure that my my uh, my significant other the mother of my children and i are are uh you know the uh, the bane of somebody's existence because we allow this to happen in our house and and everything right. and i'm like i want to have well-adjusted children who are comfortable who they are and don't have to fucking explain to anybody who they are because they are who they are and that's as basic as i can make it and anything I can do to get them to their goal is, is uh, you know, is, is, my, is my duty and my pleasure as their parent. Right. I don't. Right. I as mean, it should be. Yeah. As it I mean, should that's, be. That's the way it's supposed to be. I feel like, I don't know. I didn't end up having kids. And I, a lot of times I feel like maybe that might have been a mistake for, for me. You know, like, like, like that I think my life would be enriched in a lot of ways if I had chosen to have kids, but I always thought I was too selfish. And later I realized that I was just too scared of what I would have to give up. Oh, being uh, a parent is scary. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, because yeah. I, I, I don't do something. I don't br- get into something like that half-assed. I'm never going to be uh, that guy who was like, oh, man, I'm never going to be accused of having never been there. I will never be that. I refuse to be that. And I refuse to be the one that, that never said I love you to their kids. And I'm never going to be the guy who wasn't there to help with the homework, which means that everything, everything that I love to do right now, all the stuff that that makes me happy, like watching TV and video Mm -hmm. games and podcasting, all that stuff is a hard third to fifth after everything that family entails. And, and, and that's when you realize that you set unrealistic expectations for yourself from the very beginning and that being a great parent doesn't mean that you hit every single mark every single time. Well, of course and that not. It, and, that, and, and that it's about learning and that it's about making adjustments and it's yeah. about, um, you know, uh, making concessions in certain areas and asking for for concessions in other areas in order to make everything work. And it's it's a negotiation a lot of times. Like a relationship. I've, I've not been there. Yeah, I've not been there for every single homework. Not even yeah. close because I worked. So well, what was I, what was I going to do? You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, but I still I mean, I hope my kids would would say that I'm at least a decent parent. Like, hopefully I'm at least a C plus <laughs> i don't you think know? there's i don't think there's anything lacking in your parenting skills man well i i think i think um caring and being able to adjust your attitude are two important parts of that uh you know if i'm not a parent but when i'm around younger persons i just try to just let them be themselves and tell they're being complete jobs yeah 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 i like i like to uh i like to kind of i i have an ability to sort of relate with younger people like in their teens and their 20s um because i never fully grew up and um i'm into the same sort of baby i'm into the same stuff they're into like yeah i was on tiktok yeah i saw that guy yeah it's just (laughs) funny you know oh hold on let me show you what i've got on my phone next thing you know 15 minutes later I'm like, show me your TikTok because I'm gonna start following you, you know. And like, that's it's just something that I've always had. And like, with my nieces and my nephews and my friends' kids, I've always like, hey, I'm gonna send you a playlist or I'm gonna send you a CD or whatever, so you can get down on some good music because I know your mom's taste in music is kind of sad. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? And like, like in my own little way, I'm shaping them. I'm like, hey, I'm just giving you some momentum. You don't uh, have to like anything that I give you, but check it out. Maybe you will. Uh, Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, my my sister's about to have a baby in Kentucky, and I'm just thinking, oh god, I get to be the crazy trans aunt who just pops <laughs> in occasionally, and this is like, oh, you should listen to the swan song. <laughs> oh, check out Coil. <laughs> you know, fifteen years from now, I guarantee you that that child grows up with a much better understanding and empathy towards people. Yes, than other children that they grow up with. You're because going to be I, the... I, yeah, I, I have, I have my, my youngest child is disabled and my children have grown up to be 
empathetic, protective, understanding, and just, I think all around much better people than, than some of their classmates and peers without a doubt. Because when you're Not that, just my opinion, cause I'm their parent, you know, and that they're fucking awesome, but you know, well, because when, when you're made to suffer in any way, it teaches you empathy. And that's, I think why, to be quite honest, I think why the three of us are in this quote unquote room right now. Right. I, I tend to think that things sort of unfold in a sort of naturalistic kind of organic way is that people of a like mind tend to find themselves together. Why? I don't know. There is there a why? I fucking you got it, man. No fucking clue. I have that when it comes to what's running the show, that's a big fucking question mark for me. But I know there's more going on than I understand. And there's definitely more going on than science currently can explain. So I'm just pretty open-minded about it and saying like, hey, you know, I'm I'm down for some weird shit to be explained to me any day now. I mean, you know, this, the fucking Pentagon just admitted to UFOs might not be of this earth. <laughs> like, yeah, I, might not be. I, I watched like all three of those videos like 20 times last night and I have got to say like – the the second one was definitely them trying to target a bird, but the first and third ones, I have no idea. Yeah, like yeah, I, I think I think the second one was dude geeking out over being able to target, like having a targeting system so good that he could just like lock on to a bird going over the water. Right, right. But, but I don't know about the rest, and who knows how they'll like attempt to explain the rest of them oh for sure yeah they'll probably have a spin for it you know we're not going to be told anything that's the thing we're not going to be told anything useful they're going to tell us exactly as much as they think that we're willing to hear without freaking the fuck out yeah and and that's the truth of it is because i would not take to the streets with a gun in my hand because ufos are here and aliens have been running the show for the last 50 years 100 years whatever if i found that out i'd be to me i'd be like well i guess what's changed right now we just know that but i might enjoy being probed everything that we know you know i mean my thing would be like okay if that's true if if all that shit's crazy shit is true what's changed it's already been that way. It's been that way all along. So me knowing that doesn't change anything. It's not like I can do anything about it. Yeah, it's well, a fucking interplanetary might- fucking conspiracy at that point. <laughs> you know? At least I might like, contact them you know, at that point and ask them to take me off this fucking planet. Yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> can I get part of the quote-unquote space force? <laughs> take me to your leader. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I just want to get drunk on their couch, you know, and get away from people who could go oh, while all this shit is going. <laughs> so you just you just want to interstellar couch surf? Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna be like bye. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> taking you around to all these neat planets. I've dreamed about that since childhood, personally. But <laughs> yeah, I have too. Well, I mean, I I don't know about you, but I grew up on books like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and yeah, I love it. You know, it's stuff like great. that, and and so to me, oh, absolutely, yeah. I and I I don't know. I know Mike. Mike 
never really read books as a kid. He sort of discovered them as an adult. But those are a good <laughs> series for you to read, Mike. Is the I don't know where they were before then. Shade there. <laughs> No, no, he's not. He's not I'm really. really not. That's, I'm really that's not. That's honest to God, the truth. I used to, uh, I used to kind of, kind of be a dick about it and be like, yeah, well, I'm not, you know, all book smart. I don't fucking read books. I go out and do stuff, you know, kind of thing about it. And yeah, I was, uh, you know, and, and it was only very recently, uh, within the last two years, that I really started to read on any kind of a regular basis. So, I. Um, I've discovered the joy of the written word or type. Beautiful. Yeah. People don't write books anymore. See, I've gone the opposite direction. All I did when I was a kid was read because of, uh, and then because I wasn't really allowed to watch racy TV shows or whatever. So I just read all of that. And now I just watch Netflix because my dad's not around to watch me watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have this issue with reading is that if it's on, if it's on television and it's, then it's a movie or something, then I can be distracted by my phone. If I'm reading something on the computer screen, I can be distracted by something. But if I have a written word in my hand, that's perfect. That's what I'm looking for. I like to have a book in my hands if at all possible. Unfortunately, my my lenses on my glasses, I need bifocals badly. My lenses are way out of prescription. And my glasses. Oh God, my glasses. My and glasses. They're, and they're <laughs> they're all fucking scratched up, and I just haven't gotten around to getting them replaced. So it's like right now, trying to read is just an enormous pain in the ass. I never feel like I can properly see. Without my glasses. Where's my glasses? <laughs> Somebody stepped on my glasses. I heard it. <laughs> it went snap. Oh, it went snap. Oh, my goodness. What happened? <laughs> I got broken glass all over my ass neck. So I was reminded of a time years ago when my mom first made homemade iced tea and oh, yeah. i think oftentimes about that sweet tea and i like to make it myself but tom your mom used to make a tea a sun tea that wasn't sweet at all but was fucking refreshing as all get out crisp crisp and delicious i think fucking i had something i had something delicious to the town's water supply and the just the mixture amount that they used to that and the jar, tea. I swear. Yeah, could the, have been. the jar had something to do with it too. And by the way, I still can't believe your parents threw those cookies away. Oh, but, for fuck's sake! But you know, it reminds me of my love of iced tea and how it has been a lifelong journey. But that's probably a story for another time. Yes, it is. We want to thank Jackie Elizabeth once again for joining us. Thank you so much, Jackie. We had a great time. Thank you. And you're welcome back anytime. Um, so if you want to find us online, we're on dembeans.biz. That's D-E-M-B-E-A-N-S dot B-I-Z. So story extras and other podcast related app uh, uh, posts you can find there. You can find links to our social media presence presences as well as links to where we post the podcast. Uh, you can also, uh, if you're so kind, go to Apple iTunes and look us up and 
create a review for us. Five stars, it'll only take you a second, make you maybe another minute to write a review. You don't even have to be honest. You can just tell us that it's great. <laughs> that might be true. And and and, and DemBeans.biz will feature the serial pooper stories. Maybe we can maybe we can help the police in whatever town that was because I, I couldn't even look at the damn thing to tell yeah. you. Maybe we can help them solve the crime of the serial yard pooper. But um, if I can find it, I will definitely link it on there. Yeah, please do. And yeah. uh, finally, if you want to reach us online, you can also find us at uh, Storytime with Tom and Mike at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like all those disgusting thoughts that you're having about hot dogs. And we were talking about them earlier. I don't know how that makes any sense, but I'm going to stick with it because it just came out of my mouth. Goodbye. <laughs>